my friend and co-host, Shelly. Hi, Pamela. Where are we going today? We are going on a wild ride. This really is a wild one. Okay. This is actually a murder-suicide case. Ooh. And it's really important that you get the order of that correctly, because I okay. like it's like that old joke about the blonde that comes home and finds her husband in bed with another woman, and yeah. she's so upset she goes and grabs a gun and she puts it to her own head, and her husband is like, "No, no, honey, don't!" And she said, "You be quiet. You're next." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. I totally got you That's on that bad. one. <laughs> okay, totally bad, and you're blonde. So <laughs> I'm blonde. Let's just clarify that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that oh just, my gosh. Okay, kind of made me happy, but um, <laughs> okay. this is a very serious subject. It's really okay. intense. But I thought I had to make it light to start out. It really, okay. this really is awful, and it's in the news right now in Utah. It's a big case. <clears throat> Well, it's not a big... It would have been a big case, except for the suicide, and then there's no case, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff that's coming out. I met this guy that did this. I met him playing pickleball. The first time I met him was a couple of years ago. His name was Parth Gandhi. Parth. Yes. P-A-R-T-H. Yes. Okay. And that's okay. exactly how, when I first met him... Now, For anyone that plays pickleball, you probably know that this is how it works. You're just constantly meeting new people, which is what I love about pickleball. Mm -hmm. I'm very social. You probably haven't noticed that from my podcast. No. (laughs) Never would have guessed in a million years. So when you first start a game with someone new, the first thing you do is you're like, hey, I am Pamela. And then they say who they are. And then, all right, great, let's play. When I first met Parth, he said his name was Parth. And I was like... Park? No, Parth. He was not very happy that I, and I was like, Parth, like Parthenon? Like Parth? I don't know if he was offended by my say. I really was just trying to get it in my head. But Sure. And then I don't know if it was because I beat him, like whoever I was playing with, we beat them. Parth did not really care for me. Really? First yeah. you mixed up his name and then you kicked the cat. <laughs> I'm saying there's a problem. <laughs> yes. And you're a girl. And I'm a girl. <laughs> And now you have to know, Parth was a brilliant guy. Okay. He's from India. His last name's Gandhi. Oh. Oh, okay. It really Okay. And we would expect someone with a name like Parth Gandhi to be a very, very peaceful guy. Uh-huh. He had a real edge to him. Okay. And it just didn't... You know how you just meet people and you're kind of like oil and water? Uh-huh. And you're like, I'm going to take a step back from this yeah. one. Like, Parth uh-huh. and I were kind of like oil and water. Okay. So I didn't know Parth really well. So I'm going to bring a friend in later in this episode that knew him much better than I did. Because okay. he just didn't really care for me. Okay. And, which was fine with me. It was just something. Our energies just did not match up for whatever okay. reason. So here's the other thing that's surprising to me. Because then I put in the title that it is Murder, Suicide, and Pickleball. Right. And what we learn about Parth is that he was really into yoga. Okay. Not only into yoga, but he actually taught yoga. Oh, really? He would even volunteer to teach children yoga. The guy had a PhD in neuropsychology from BYU with a specialty in brain injury. No kidding. Absolutely brilliant guy. And I believe he really got off track. He started really getting into the science of ketamine and injecting ketamine. 
and into himself. It well, we'll learn about more about that later. Okay, but into patience, and yes, he was injecting himself, and with they, he calls it psychedelics that you could like inject yourself, and then helps you find God or what. And you know, I've got yeah, I have a lot of other clients that have kind of the mushroom LSD. Yes, exactly, yeah. very much. Yeah, at okay. ecstasy, all that, yeah. all along those lines. But notice that I said I have clients that use that. <laughs> I don't meet them as a client unless they get in trouble. But in this case, I actually met Parth in a pickleball setting. And the other part that's interesting to me is when I tell you all those things that he had a PhD, that he was so accomplished in that, in like the status of our society, he had his own office, that mm-hmm. he did a, had a practice as a neuropsychologist. Like I say, he taught yoga. He taught, and you know... When I first heard, I was actually playing pickleball at the same park where I had met Parth. And some Uh friends said, hey, you remember Parth? He murdered his 16-year-old son. He shot his son. (gasps) Oh, I didn't know it was a child. It was his son. And then he shot himself. And to make matters worse, he did this the day before Mother's Day. Oh, no. Was it an only child? No, he had another child. The mother had custody of the other kid. Oh, no. And they were in the worst custody battle, it sounds, that has lasted for years. And it's just been absolutely brutal. Oh, no. Absolutely brutal custody battle. And when they told me this, you remember Parth. Here's the thing. I hadn't seen Parth playing for about a year. Okay. You know, that first thought popped in my head. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Legally Blonde with Uh Reese Witherspoon. And uh-huh. there's a line where she kind of solves the crime, and she's like, well, wait a minute. The woman that was on trial for murder, she was like, wait, she had just come from the gym, and when you come from working out, you have endorphins in your system, and when you have endorphins, you're happy, and happy people don't commit murder. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay. I know this sounds very simple, but I really want people to take a look at this in our lives. Because I always want to try to teach for ourselves, not just to talk Mm -hmm. about how crazy this is, but how can we be better? One of those things is, because my first thought was, wait, how could he murder, commit murder and like commit it, kill his son and then kill himself? What? Like he, he worked out, he played pickleball. And then I later learned that he did yoga and all the, like he was so active and not just, but he had stopped doing all of those things. Okay, but also, not every person that is either does suicide or murder quits everything, right? I mean, they that, don't. That's not a. They don't. That's not a hard rule. It's just having the endorphins in your body usually helps people. It helps. Right? But here's the yeah. other part. Here's the other part of that that I want to point out. There and and you can re- Google this. There's a study where they were studying rats and drugs. The first experiment that they did. They had one thing of water that had that, I think it was cocaine in it or meth. I can't remember exactly what the drug was. Very addictive drug in the water. And then they had irregular water. Okay. What they found was they had this rat in there and the rat would come try the cocaine water. And they had all these wheels and all these things for them, activities that the rat could choose to do. But in their first experiment, the rat would just come back and hit the cocaine, hit the drug water, over and over and over until it finally killed itself. Oh, wow. Okay. They did another experiment where they had the drug water. 
They had regular water. And then put a whole bunch of rats in there. So they had a society. Okay. So, and the rats are very social. Here's what was really fascinating. What they learned from this. There's a TED Talk on this. It's really incredible. That when they had a, a social system, like a, a community, yeah. the rats, they would try the drug water, but they didn't use the drug water. They would use the regular water. No rats were, were like overdosing on the drug when there was a community. To, no kidding. No kidding. And and I think that that's part of why the AA program, and when we bring this guy in, into our podcast a little later, it'll make a little more sense to you. Okay. But okay. And I think that Have that's why AA works and NA works, because you get a sponsor and you, you're connected, because gotcha. you get isolated. And I, yeah. I'm just, and, and I kind of made light of it, like, like, wait a minute, like happy people, yeah. people that work out and that are happy don't kill people. Yeah. Yes, sometimes they do. But we really need people. Gotcha. Okay. A community. That makes sense. What's bad for all of us is, and like I think we learned this for everyone, all of us, when COVID hit and we were all isolated, Mm -hmm. I think we were all kind of going crazy. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. I think, yeah. yeah. It took away all of our connections, all of our communities. Yeah. For kids, adults, everybody. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a really big piece of this okay. puzzle. I'm not excusing oh, his no, no, behavior no. No. at uh-uh. all. There's no excuse. And what's crazy is when we get to a, a dark place, and I don't know if anyone's ever gotten there. I've been there. When we get to that place, we need people the most, and that's when we isolate True. the most. True. You don't want to bug anyone. You don't want to bother anyone. Life seems too dark to pull on anyone. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Or I yes. can work it out myself. You yes. feel stupid or about I just don't want to be around are. people. Yeah. So what I learned about Parth is, oh man, there were so many. She filed for a divorce from him in 2009. Okay. And they had two little children. And their custody battle, their divorce wasn't final until, until 2014 because of oh, the wow. custody that battles that just went okay. on and on and on. They're like... Over 25 police reports of just little things. And I know the police get so tired of this. And people are debating this on the news mm-hmm. stories. You, I read the comments about people when they read about this right. story. And they're incredibly critical of the police on this. And I'm not so critical of the police on this. Because seriously, how in the world are they supposed to know Right. When, when someone's going to snap or not. Yeah. The wife is now saying, of course. I told you so. I told you he was violent. I told you he was abusive. Yeah. I get that. And now they're saying, we need to tighten the laws, family laws, and we need to... I don't know. I really don't. Because I've been on the other side of that with my clients when the wife is making sure. stuff up. Sure. Because when we set things up so far the right. other way, then it... Because there are crazy people oh, in both I genders. Guess. And you know what? When you're in the middle of a divorce and you're fighting over things... You could fight over who was going to take the paper clips because <laughs> right. your emotions exactly. are so whacked. You know what I mean? And then after yes. you're like, oh my gosh, I'll ship you a whole box. Why yeah. did I care? Yeah. Let me buy you paper yeah. clips. Oh, Just go. And this. But that emotion. Yeah. But that's because you're more rational right. then. But you're absolutely you right. Your emotions are so high. And they're young. Yes. Oh, I can't even imagine the stress on both of them. Yeah. Yes. And the mother had been seeking primary custody. And I'm not saying that he wasn't abusive, but here's what I know. All the reports that she made saying that he was abusive, DCFS investigated it, and they were unfounded. 
They could not find any evidence okay. of it. Now, obviously, he killed his son. Right. So, we just don't know. And nor will we, now that both are gone. Right. We we won't know. And here's the part. I haven't been able to find anything to show what drugs were in his system. I will be absolutely stunned if Parth did not have drugs in okay. his system at the okay. time. Because he was taking that okay. ketamine. And he was also taking other drugs. We'll talk about that. Illegal okay. drugs. Like street drugs. Also, he's mixing all kinds oh, wow. of crap. Oh, wow. I hate drugs. I don't know if I've mentioned yeah, this before, yeah. but I hate yeah. drugs. What they do to the person, yeah. And the family and yes. everybody involved. Yeah. So he had custody of the 16-year-old, and apparently that boy, his name was Om, O-M, and he was active. He played soccer. He taught himself to play the oh, piano. No. He played the sax. Like this, honestly, when he was shot, he had his sax in oh. his hand. Well, you know, when he's 16, he hasn't like, even started life. That's no, that's no, it is so hard. And to do that, I, I mean, it, it's got to feel like, and I, he probably did it as like an F you to the mother because the custody was battle was going on and on and on. Like, hey, it's, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. I can't like, cope anymore. I'm, I mean, you just don't know what his yeah, yeah, frame of mind was. Yeah, we really no. don't know. And he was a big guy. He was probably, Kelly had to be at least 6'2". Oh, really? 200. Oh, big guy. Yeah, big guy. And athletic, great player, like very athletic and brilliant. And it, it's just such such a tragedy. And I, I really would like to hear from people to hear what people mm-hmm. think. Because I know it's so easy now to say, the police screwed this up. I know that's easy to do. We can all do that at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know where that's it is. The, that's the, the path that we should go down. I have a friend that knew Parth actually way better than I okay. knew Parth. I didn't know him well, like I said earlier. This guy is an awesome dude. We know that because he plays pickleball with me. <laughs> and <laughs> he is also an incredible artist. I don't know if anyone is looking for any kind of stained glass art, watercolor, acrylic, you mm-hmm. name it. Mike does oh, it all, amazing. and he is incredible at it. He's got art all over the city of Salt okay. Lake. He's really talented. So let me introduce you. This is my friend, Mike Green. Hi, everyone. Hi, Mike. So I told you that Parth had, he was doing this ketamine, this psychedelic treatment is what he thought. And he would shoot these drugs into patients thinking he could help them. And let me give you a little bit of background on some of that. Now that he's done this murder-suicide thing, now the story comes out. There was a woman that had some PTSD from a sexual assault. And she was also studying in school to be doing this medicinal ketamine stuff and i don't know a lot about this this is the first that i even learned that they used ketamine about this and maybe mike may have a little more insight as we go down the road on this but this woman came to parth and said i've got this trauma i have ptsd from having been sexually assaulted and i wonder if ketamine treatment would help me and he said yes let me help you and what I'll do is I will inject you with ketamine and then I will have sex with you what? while you're passed out to help you get past the PTSD. Okay, now wait. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> First of all, it's never okay to have sex with someone passed out. So that, what, uh, what the hell? Yeah. Shelly, you have very yes, strict rules. Yes, I kind rules. of do. <laughs> I, you know, I need to be aware. But what, so, was, what did he really honestly think he was going to be able to do with that? Like that? 
That's insane. It is insane. And she actually went to the Department of Professional Licensing. Oh, so she didn't agree. No. Oh, okay. No. The woman, no, she did not. I don't know where the story's going. I know. I know. No, she did not agree. This is a woman that has PTSD from being previously assaulted. Okay. And you so kind of didn't she say didn't that. think this was a very oh, cool oh. idea. I should have. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank heavens. I was yes. worried. Thank okay. the, yes. Yes. Okay. Thank heavens. She did not do it. So she went to the Dep- Department of Professional Licensing and told them okay. about it. Now, how he didn't lose his license or I've not been able to find that they even had a hearing about that. I imagine they were in the process of doing it, maybe. But I do think it was some time ago, like a year ago that that okay. happened. Stop. Just one second. Again, why, what did he do? What did he do? What was his job? He had a PhD. He was a neuropsychologist. Oh, okay. And his practice was these psychedelic okay, drugs. that's why Using she went psychedelics to okay. as part of counseling. Right. There are a lot of people okay. that believe that ketamine is very helpful in okay. treatment. And she was one of those people that okay. believed that. Okay. So she went to him because he's one of the big people doing, one of the big doctors that was doing all this research on this stuff. For him to make that so, that suggestion so easily, ooh, I hope that's not his pattern. Well, then there's some a couple other things that we've okay. learned from police reports. The news has been reporting that he was facing charges, that charges were coming. I did my own background on uh-huh. PAR, and I don't believe charges were necessarily coming. And here is why. And all of you women listening out there, please, 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 I'm begging you, do not, this, I hate drugs, because it makes people stupid. There was a police report that was filed, and there's a difference in a police report and a criminal charge. There's actually a pretty big difference. So right now the news is saying that he was facing criminal charges. But after your research on... That he could, that he could have, have been. been. But on your end, when you're researching, nothing had been charged. Nothing so had been charged. So the news was just speculating yeah, think, that it could be. I think there are other women that were going to come forward. Oh, okay. That's what they allude to, but I just don't know. Maybe they were. No charges were filed. There's no case pending on that. Here's what's interesting, and I see this a lot with, with people that get in trouble. They don't usually just have this one area that they're completely out mm-hmm. of line. Because, I mean, obviously this guy went completely out of line in this you area. think? Yeah. Here's a guy with a PhD, and he had tax liens on him for multiple, year after year after year, they would put a tax lien on him. He had bill collections coming after him, bill collectors coming. Well, and then the divorce and the, the custody. And the now, divorce. And- Yes. He was getting dogpiled, it sounds like. Right. The report, on May 15th, a woman filed a report with the police. And here's what she said, and this is so similar. People, they always have an MO, their their modus operandi, right? It's a Latin term. And his MO, it appears that his MO was... Is this public record? This is public record now. Yeah. She met Parth, and this is why I'm saying, begging women, please... I wish that I wish we wouldn't get in a place where we need some substance so much that we're willing to risk our lives because women do it all yeah. the time and men do it some too but I see women do it more often so she meets Parth a year ago like in June of 22 okay. and when she meets him he tells her that he has prescription drugs at his house 
And when you need prescription drugs, you're like, awesome, I'm coming to you. So she comes over to his house, oh, no. oh, and no. she states, oh, no. she states in her police statement to the police. Now that, but that statement, this happened last June. She didn't go to the police until May of this year. Oh, okay, almost a year. Yeah, just before, almost yeah. a year. Okay. So, and that's part of the reason that I think they were her. At least I don't believe that she would have been used as part of a case if there was another woman coming okay. forward. And I couldn't find anything, any other statement about another okay. woman. She heard that there was another woman, so she came forward. And there, now, I, I'd be stunned if there weren't right. other now, women. Now, this is not the first. I think there this were. This is not the lady you talked about that reported him to the board. This is someone different. No. Okay, keep going. Yeah, this is okay. someone different. So this woman goes to his house thinking he's going to give her prescription okay. drugs. And he gives her alcohol, mushrooms. He had vodka, mushrooms, ecstasy. Oh, not marijuana. Ecstasy. And, they did, and then they did all of it? They did all of that. And then, then he shot her up with ketamine. Oh, and... And she... Then, then and she says when he shot her up with... Yeah. no! She says when he shot her up with ketamine that she lost... That's when she lost consciousness. But then later said she had flashbacks of him sexually assaulting her. Well, here's the reason I'm confident that there wouldn't have been charges with her case... It would have been incredibly difficult. Go back. If you have question that, go back to that case we just did uh, two episodes mm-hmm. ago. Facing, yeah, evil. facing evil. Go back and listen to Facing Evil and what happened when you have a, a victim that is shaky in their story or they right. waver. So here's what happened. Three days after that happened with her, when she goes to Parth's home, three days later, she invites him to her home. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. What in the okay. hell? Okay. Right. So now she's no longer a victim. Well, that's kind of that kind of makes wow. you think that. And again, he gives her mushrooms and ecstasy and shoots okay. her up with ketamine. And then rapes her again? And then rapes her again. Holy cow. So that was in June and she didn't do anything until May 15th. Then May 15th she goes to the police. Man, there are so many problems with that as a defense person, and that's what Uh I am. Man, there are so many holes in that story. And I'm not saying he didn't do it. True. How can you prove it? I absolutely believe he did it. I mean, yeah, you could have done a rape kit right right after had she, like, there were so many things you could have done. I mean, anything. And the fact that she invites him over three days later. Wow. Wow. What the hell, women? Like, please get off drugs. Please. There are places, there are ways to get help. You don't have to live like this. So, for that reason, I'm not confident that they would have pressed charges against him. With her. Because it would have been very difficult in her case. And she says there's another woman that was going to come forward. I can't find anything that there's any report that we have, that I've ever been able to find of that. That doesn't mean there aren't. I do think there are women, because now we have the two women... That said that that's what he said he was going to do, and then he did it with the one. But let's say that there's even 10 more out there, for example. Not not that there is, but right. let's take, for example, there might be. He's now dead. What, can right. you, what is the purpose of bringing it out now when he's dead? Like, Right. Yeah, at this point, there's done. nothing. Yeah. Like, we'd have to dig him up and then punish him yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, what yeah. can you do? Okay. And, yeah, it's a horrible thing what he did to his son. Right. This is an innocent oh, totally. victim. 16. So oh. horrible. But I didn't know 
Parth, like you knew Parth, Mike. I only played with him a couple times. Parth didn't really connect with me. But he did with you. You guys had a connection. Do you mind sharing well, with us how that... How did you meet him? I met him three years ago playing pickleball. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then after, I don't know how long it was, a couple of months or something, he asked for my phone number. And then he started calling me and telling me when he was going to come and play. Mm-hmm. So I played with him quite a bit. Okay. And uh, then I think it was last fall... And, you know, let me just interject real quick. When we play with someone a lot, you just feel connected to them, don't you, Mike? Well. It feels like, hey, we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's community and. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you get to know all the people that play. I mean, you know how it yeah. is. But yeah. anyway, my experience with him when it started to get kind of weird was last fall, the end of September was my birthday. Okay. And I turned mm-hmm. 75 and everybody. Congratulations. Before, Somebody got a, a birthday card, and everybody signed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Parth found out it was my birthday, and he texted me, and he goes, Scott, it's your birthday. Congratulations. You should go out and get really drunk. And I went, you know, I said, I haven't drank any alcohol for 26 years. Oh, wow. That's huge. Congratulations. That's yeah. awesome. No, thank Can... you. But that is impressive. Parth says, you're kidding me. I told him, I says, no, I haven't drank any alcohol. I go to AAA. Blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, well, you should go get laid then. And I went, well, I'm married. I don't know how appropriate that would I be. I could get laid with her. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and then I saw him a couple more times. And then it was winter and we didn't play over there. And I didn't yeah. see him. But then he called me in February. He said, you know, I'm kind of in a bad spot. Oh, I need no. to try and get sober. Would you sponsor me in AA? And I said, I'd be happy to sponsor you. And he goes, well, I don't even know the steps. What's the first step? And I told him the first step. And I said, here's a website where you can get all the steps and do all this stuff. And I just want to tell you, Mike, I think that is such a cool thing that you had been a good enough friend that he felt like he could reach out Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. That Like, first of all, that you're sober. You've stayed sober for all those years. And that... After being sober, that you reached out a hand to help someone else. That is a beautiful thing. I yeah. love that. I right. love that people do that. Anyway, well, I'm I've sorry to interrupt. I just... I've been sponsoring, too. And this guy's just a champ. He's probably the best person I've ever worked with. And wow. He's just amazed me how good he's been. And uh-huh. I, I mean, I knew Parth, and I'm like, okay. When he told me he was injecting ketamine, I said, I don't know how to deal with that. And he says, well, it's pretty bad. And I said, well, maybe you should go get into treatment. I asked him if he had insurance and I suggested getting into treatment. Okay. I don't think he wanted to hear that. So before you, I haven't said that he was injecting ketamine because of all the, the news stories, all the, all the background that I could do, that I could find no, and, he to do a background check on. Yeah. And I couldn't find that. So that's why I wanted you to share like what that. Know, like, so. Yeah. That's what you know. That's what you know. I didn't know that. So he told me he was injecting ketamine, and I went, well, you know, I'd suggest trying to go to treatment, get some professional help, but why don't you start coming to meetings? This is my favorite meeting. Start coming uh-huh. to meetings with me. Yeah. So he would come on Saturday morning at 8.30 is a meeting that I've been, it was the second meeting I ever went to, 20, you know, it'll be 27 years. At That's the amazing. End of amazing. Wow. But, um, Congratulations. Anyway, uh. Parth came maybe four times or so, and 
-hmm. I just felt like he was kind of going through the motions and he wasn't really invested in the whole thing. Okay. But uh -huh. I think it's because he had so much other crap going on in his life. It was yeah. kind of hard for him. And then the last time I actually spoke to him was April 22nd. And I had to look it up on my phone when he mm -hmm. called. And he called me and I hadn't really talked to him for some time. And I don't know if you know how yeah. it works in AA, but if you sponsor somebody, you're not supposed to call up and check on them. Right. They're oh, supposed to right. Call. They have to call the oh, sponsor. Oh, I didn't know that. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So anyway, he hadn't spoken to me for a while, and then he called me April 22nd, and he goes, oh my God, I'm just in horrible shape. I've been on a big bender. I've done a bunch of ketamine and alcohol, and I just feel like shit. And I had to call you, and I said, well, that's why I'm here for you. I'm your sponsor. Sure. He says, I just yeah. don't feel grounded at all. And I says, well, yeah. let's talk. And so we talked for about an hour, and it was pretty good. He didn't really say a hell of a lot, but... I tried to get him to talk and he wouldn't talk and then finally said, well, my son's here, so I'll call you later this afternoon. And that was the last time I ever talked. Oh, wow. How so, much time went by before the murder-suicide? Well, that was April oh. 22nd and I think it was May 13th. It was 13th. May 13th. So it was about three weeks before yeah. so the murder-suicide. for three weeks. Yeah. And then when I found out, my other guy that I sponsor... He knew Parth too, and a couple of times after meetings when Parth did come, the three of us would get together, and they had, you know, they knew each other and stuff, and so mm -hmm. he texted me on Monday and said real horrible news about Parth, and then he gave me the article in the paper, you oh know. Oh my gosh. That's when I found out, but when I found out he killed his kid, I just went yeah. nuts. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. that's like the worst thing ever that... I'll tell you, I was really depressed for about a week because I thought, well, yeah, I tried to help this guy. I didn't do much good or anything, and then he kills his kid. Oh yeah, so I, tried I know. To yeah, devise yeah. all these scenarios in my head, like, well, what happened? Yeah, what could I have done different? Right. Yeah. Well, not only with me, but just what happened to him with Parth and his son that he killed. Yeah. Him. Right. And then right. you play into it. You know, I'd been in custody battle with his wife for right. more than a decade. And but he did have custody yeah. at that time. But yeah. then I thought, and then I, I knew because Parth was also, my cousin was friends with him as well for quite a while. And they used to go to Park City and hobnob with some muckety mucks up there or whatever. And Parth yeah. was always getting women and drugs and all that. And that went on for a long time. But my cousin told me that he was kind of in trouble with a bunch of stuff and he had helped him in some financial stuff and that's like the stuff you were talking about Pam that yeah he had liens against his business and all this stuff but uh right wow anyway I tried to manufacture all these different scenarios about why he killed his kid and I found out later he told me that you know these women claimed that he raped him and uh. and I and my cousin said, well, maybe his son found out about that. And Park got pissed off at him and was high or something and killed him. And then saw what he did and killed himself. Or I think either that or maybe he just didn't want his ex-wife ever to have her son. So that's why he killed him. But it's just, right. it's really a sore spot with me. Oh, how, how could it not be heartbreaking? You know, yeah. we're all connected and... I truly, you knew Parth so much better than I did. I had only played with him a couple times, and 
he and I just did not connect. He did not care for yeah. me for whatever reason. Yeah. Which, but even so, after I learned about it, I I couldn't shake it. Like I just, it just haunted me because I think, oh my gosh, like this awful situation. This is so senseless. It didn't no. have to happen yeah. this way. What could we do? And that's kind of if if we get any message out about this, it's that hey, we're all connected. And when we do something to hurt ourselves and others, that ripple goes out. Whether we're doing good and that ripple goes out everywhere or we're doing bad, those ripples go out. Right. So we, we really need to pay attention to the energy that we bring into a room, into our relationships, like because we have an impact on people. You did everything you could, Mike, and I'm grateful that you tried. Well, I'm, but, yeah. I've come to... The conclusion that nothing I could have done more than I did. Right. But I think that Parth had a dark side to him that we didn't really know about. And yeah. And I think his wife was, his ex-wife, you know, there was definitely uh, abuse in the family. And I don't know how many times that had happened, but there'd been. Yeah. I mean, there was certainly never any abuse to the extent of this last thing, but yeah. I went from feeling sorry for him and thinking, no, God, what could I have done? So now I'm like pissed off at him because if he's a rapist, he's a rapist, but he's definitely a murderer. So yeah. for sure, yeah. that's not a good way to go out. But And to murder your son, to take, yeah, that's, it's just horrible. When he asked to be part of the AA, when he first asked you and, and you said there are steps, you know, we've all heard about the steps and stuff. Did he work hard? Was he trying? No. Okay. I don't think he was ever truly invested gotcha. in the whole thing. Okay. He was kind of going through the motions. Yeah. And he'd show up for some meetings at 8.30 on Saturday. I, I swear, I think he only went like four times. Okay. Mm-hmm. From February until when he did himself in. But And I tried to connect with him after the meeting a little bit. Yeah. And he'd say, no, I got to go. Yeah, and okay. It was always this or that. But I... I didn't ever really see that he was making much of an attempt. There were people that came up to him after the meeting and tried to talk to him. He never did what you're supposed to do when you're new to the meetings and you're coming in. Mm -hmm. There's a section right at the first meeting that say, okay, now, is there any newcomers with Uh him? Could you please introduce yourself? And he never did introduce himself. Uh Oh, he never said, I'm a newcomer. Yeah. Yeah. So, Uh but I also think just my own opinion on the whole scene that he got away with a lot throughout his life because of the fact he was a PhD and yeah. whatever else he held uh, sometimes you, academically. Sometimes you think you're I smarter think he, than everyone else, you know? It, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I, I, he was but really also, smart. Here's another thing though that's interesting is, is uh, my cousin knew him pretty good over mm-hmm. a decade or so. And he said that part of the problem with Parth was that his parents had a lot of money and they were swingers. So he grew up with, you know, not really knowing how things should be at home. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would really, and I know people make that choice to have open relationships and swing. Right. I I don't know how that couldn't mess a kid up. I was going to say, as a child, that might be why he thinks he can sexually do. Right. That that yeah, a woman is be very upfront with what's yeah, going on. Yeah, respectful at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
that it's that it's not about intimacy or relationship that it's just about I just feel like doing this so I'm going to and I think because he was so smart and he was a big athletic guy some of the stuff people described him as an egomaniac my experience with him that would fit for what I felt mm-hmm. from him I thought he had a really big ego gotcha. yeah and and I think it'd be hard for someone with a big ego to like that first step in AA where you have to accept you're powerless. Yep. I think it'd be really hard for a guy with a big ego to say, I'm powerless. I totally agree. I think he thought he was smarter and more powerful than anyone else. And yet he was just crashing. He was driving his life right into a ditch. Gosh. So I really do appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us, Mike. Thank okay. you. It was nice but, to meet you. Nice to meet you. All right, you guys. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Mike. It really is a tragic story, and I don't know. Obviously, there's some stuff way wrong that was really messed up with him about relationships and intimacy. Who knows if he's even capable of any kind of intimate relationship with the background that he had and then to be chemically altered all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, his marriage would have not done Mm -hmm. well. And I just wanted to share the story with everyone and share what I had learned about it. It's tragic, but yeah, that's hopefully we can learn. Just be be really. We can all reach you, out. You know, but... we can get we can get down, and we can get down on ourselves, and we can not feel good about our body or our you know emotional state or whatever. Yeah. And it seems like the first woman reached out with a real issue and concern, and had done some research. But I appreciate that she was smart enough to realize that what he offered. To shoot her with ketamine, oh, and when she passes sure. out, he's going to—he's going to have sex with her. That that was not right. Like, you—we oh. have to trust our instincts, yes. and it's like, wait, that does not yes. fit with what we're. If this yeah. doesn't—that doesn't feel yeah. right. I don't think you having sex with me is going to help me get over my PTS of being sexually right. assaulted. Right. Like that's not. Even if you inject me with yeah. ketamine, no. like something's way yeah. wrong. So she, I, I, I failed to mention. She not only went to DOPL, the Department of Professional Licensing in uh-huh. Utah, but she also called the police and told them. So there was a police report about oh, that. Good. And I think Mike is right. I think because of his status and his being a PhD, I think he got away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like imagine if it was just if it were just some just a normal guy that didn't have a PhD right. in di- like if they said, oh, you, you, you've been traumatized by a rape, I know how to fix it. Right, <laughs> like, right. I will inject you with the drug and then I'll have sex with yeah, you. That's... That guy would be, like, charged right. immediately. But because of his status, he did get away with some right. stuff. So we never know what people are dealing with underneath the surface. Like, like that saying, like, hey, treat everyone as if they're going through trauma because most people right. are. Mm-hmm. And I do think they are. And for me, with Parth, the fact that I just even didn't say, get his name quickly was offensive yeah, to him. Was so we didn't connect. That. Yeah, yeah. But I really did think, like, man, this guy's got a huge ego. <laughs> like, yeah. this does not work for me. Well, it's such anyway, a Anyway, it's a fascinating story. Fascinating story. Oh, because of so, so much tragic. But- Oh, that poor, and, and and you know what, I, I don't have as much compassion for him with his choices and all he's done, but that poor son. Right. Yeah. Yes. And the, for and his the son, poor mom absolutely. and sibling. Like, they're, yeah. Yeah. And you know, all the time he was spending with his dad, you know that however Parth was messed up, 
how could he not be passing up that crap onto his kids? Yeah, you hope. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Like, so who knows what Ohm was right. learning? And I'm not saying Ohm was, because from everything I'm reading, he was just a super sweet kid and just trying to, to live his life and, right. and live right. it well. And his dad stole that from him, just mm-hmm. took it. And, man, that's that just tells you how messed up yeah. the guy yeah. really was. This is really a sad one. Yeah, it is. I'm sorry it's so heavy. No, but, but yeah. it's a big story in the news. And I know people have a lot of opinions about what the police should have done and shouldn't. With the information they have, I just don't think that they... If they had gone in and done more... It's a, I, you know what? I don't it's know a how... shoulda, coulda, woulda. Had you known that he, he was yeah. going to do this, of course the police would have stepped in. So would the ex-wife. So would the mom. I mean, everybody would have. But you just... And the mom was fighting like crazy right. to get custody. What else? No, she, couldn't she couldn't have done do anything else. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. it, it's heartbreaking. That, it's kind of that thing, like when it, when something doesn't feel right, it's right. not right. And the mother was saying, "It's not right. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. right. This is mm-hmm. terrible." But like I always say, protective order. Please don't think that's right. going to protect right. you, <laughs> because until someone does something yeah. horrific, until they do something to cross the line, the police really can't right. do much right. about it. Sad but true. And I think the walls were closing oh, in I on him. So there too. were more reports. Uh-huh. That, I agree. So yeah. And he didn't handle it well. No, so no. so don't use drugs, kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I hate stuff. I, I just hate it because it takes away our ability to make choices to protect ourselves. Well, that's one's a second. That is the episode. That is, that's why I tried to start it at least with some happy stuff and make yeah, it light along yeah. the way. It is a sad tale. So thank you for listening to Pamela Private Eye.